What's up, mortals? This is Awesome Myths and Monsters. I'm your host, Phil. And this week, I'll be going over five of the weirdest births that I found in Norse mythology. Before I get to the list, I'm going to give an honorable mention to Ymir, his children, the cow, and Burry, all of whom came in in questionable circumstances, but were covered in a previous episode. And another mention to Loki and his three monster children, because taking two human-shaped beings and popping out a wolf serpent and half-dead chick means there's something fishy going on, but there's enough information there that I can cover it in a future episode. So, onto the list, and in no particular order, I'm going to start with Heimdall. He's a god possessing foreknowledge, impeccable eyesight, impeccable hearing, keeps watch for invaders into Asgard, and for the beginning signs of Ragnarok, the end of days. You think he might be standing ever vigilant, like Idris Elba does in the Thor movies, but this dude was actually just watching everything from his palace while he was getting drunk. It's pretty much the best job in Norse mythology. Uh, as for his birth, he was simultaneously birthed from nine mothers at once. I don't know if this means that they all popped out a piece of him and he was put together like some kind of horrific Mr. Ba- uh, baby Mr. Potato Head, or if all his mothers morphed together to form one giant mega vagina like the aliens and Dude, Where's My Car? Some nerd historians believe that his nine mothers are actually the nine daughters of Aegis and Ran, because realistically, how many sets of nine sisters can one mythology have? Ager and Ran represented the sea, and so their nine daughters represented the waves, meaning that Heimdall could have just been born of the sea and, like, walked out of the waves. Personally, when I have the choice between a giant mega-vagina and not a giant mega-vagina, I'm going to go with the theory that goes with the giant mega-vagina. Second, Kvasir is the god of wisdom and poetry. After the end of the Aesir Vanir War, which they fought because they're essentially the same but different, both sides came together in a traditional alcohol-making ceremony. You're all supposed to chew berries and spit it into a vat, and eventually that gross regurgitated mixture will ferment and become gross regurgitated berry liquor. Instead of the berries fermenting and making alcohol like everyone wanted, they came and formed the god Kvasir. Which really raises the question of what else was going in the berry spit. As it turns out, Kvasir was like the Einstein of gods. He was the smartest dude around. And instead of being all snooty about it, he loved traveling around and teaching people things and answering questions. Eventually came to the house of two dwarves. They were the brothers Fjallar and Galar, whose names mean the deceiver and the screamer. Fjallar, living up to his name, was all like, Ah, yes, come in. We're super friendly and definitely not going to kill you. And Galar, living up to his name, was all like, so Kvasir goes inside, and guess what? The deceiver totally lied, and they do in fact kill him. Then they drain his blood and make him into wine. I'm not sure what they had against the guy. Maybe they were eventually invited to a nice god party, but it got canceled because the alcohol they planned to serve turned into a guy, and they were still a little peeved about it. They brew his blood into mead, which becomes the mead of poetry, and it makes you super smart when you drink it. Number three is Sletnir, the eight-legged steed of Odin. One day, a giant came to Asgard and was like, Hey, I know you guys hate invaders and whatnot. Well, it just so happens I'm the best wall builder around, and I'd like to build a wall for you. It'll only take three seasons, I swear. The gods are like, Yeah, that's cool. We want to keep out the riffraff. How much? The giant, like every other contractor in existence, was like, Oh, no, 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 not much. I'll give you a great deal. Just let me marry Freya and also throw in the sun and the moon, because you guys aren't using it. This is the best possible price, and you'll never get such a bargain. Obviously, that price is crazy, and the gods are like, fuck you, guy. 
But Loki convinces them to accept it on the condition that he finishes the project in only a single winter, which in this world of magic and godlike power is clearly impossible. So the giant accepts and sets off to work on what the gods believe is an impossible task, but the, giants have, the giant has this horse, and this horse is just the best horse ever. This thing is lugging around tremendous boulders and practically doing three times the work of the giant himself. So this wall is going up real fast, and the gods start to panic. They turn to Loki and are like, you better fix this. We listen to you for some stupid reason. Now cheat like you always do. So Loki turns into a sexy man to lure the horse away from the wall, and the horse with all of his horse hormones is going crazy. Chases Lady Horse Loki into the forest. The giant manages to finish the wall without his horse, but not in the given time period. So the gods don't have to pay him anything. Also, Thor kills him for no apparent reason. So to recap, the giants have a wall built by a giant to keep out the giants, and all it cost them was one dead giant. This story is basically Donald Trump's wet dream. Now back to Loki, who despite being a great shapeshifter, could not outrun the best horse ever. So Loki returns, having given birth to Sleipnir, the eight-legged horse, who is the new best horse ever, and Odin's mighty steed. And Loki is his mom. Number four on the list is the origination of people. Ask and Embla were the first two humans, and parents of the entire human race, which is gross. Odin and the two other gods who he was strolling with, were walking along the shore, and they came upon two tree trunks, roughly in the shape of a man and a woman. So the gods decided to create people. It's a little disheartening to think that your entire race was created completely on a whim, when the gods found some inspiration from, like, some trees. But we're also talking about gods that were licked into being by a cow, so nobody's origin is glamorous to the Norse. Odin gives the tree trunks life, next two gods give the gifts of understanding or thought, and then sentence an outward appearance. Which I'm glad the third god thought about it a little, and we weren't all just tree people. Even though Treebeard is the best character in Lord of the Rings, no questions asked. So Ask and Embla were given Midgard to occupy and populate with their children, who then had to use a little bit of incest to continue populating Midgard. Like I said, gross. We're going to round out this list with number five is going to be Sinfjolti. Okay, so this one starts with the human Volsung, who admittedly can be on this list in his own right. His clan descended from Odin, and he was Odin's great-grandson. His own birth is pretty interesting, as his parents could not conceive naturally. So they prayed, and Frigg sent them the apple of fertility. Volsung's father passed shortly after conception. Volsung's mother managed to get pregnant, and then she stayed pregnant for six years. That's got to be terrible. Eventually, she was just like, I don't care what you do. Just get this fucking thing out of me. Back then, a C-section pretty much guaranteed the mother didn't survive. And to her, it was totally worth it. So Volsung was born. He kissed his mother goodbye before she died. And he was born, like, super strong or whatever. He inherited the throne of Hunaland. He eventually had a daughter, Signy, a son, Sigmund, and eight other sons that are way less important. Volsung married his daughter off to Sigir, the king of the Geats who was a traitorous asshole. He eventually swore he would end the Volsung clan and managed to kill Volsung and eight of his nine sons, obviously leaving Sigmund. Signy tried to get her sons by Sigir to help her brother avenge her family and kill Sigir, but they were too weak and cowardly. She just tells her brother to just like 
kill them off since her sons were so useless anyway. She starts thinking, hmm, who is super strong and hot and maybe even part godly? Oh, right, my twin brother, Sigmund. So she shapeshifts into a female shaman and goes to Sigmund's bed, and the two of them went all Cersei and Jamie Lannister on each other without Sigmund even knowing he was actually boning his sister. The resulting child is Sinfjolti. Due to being a member of the Volsung clan twice over, he's strong enough to avenge his father and help Sigmund kill Sigir. Sinfjolti is later poisoned in his life by Sigmund's own wife when he killed her brother over a woman. So that's my take on the five weirdest births, technically six, that I found in Norse mythology. I think the oddest one is Loki becoming a mother via horse just so the gods can win a bet. If you guys know any other crazy birth stories from other mythologies, let me know in the comments and anything you'd like me to cover in a future episode.